So. <laughs> what episode is this, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> Just do it in the right order. Episode 84. 84. Of Slappercast, a weekly talk show with laggards. Mm-hmm. Today, our special guest is going to be Jacob Patrick. Well, why do I have to say it? Because you're the boss. Because you know her. Do the intro. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're very excited. We have a good friend of mine I've known for years. Her name is Cindy Haywood. Yeah, Cindy and I work together. Cindy and I have have uh, we, we know we we know all the same people, of course, because of our many 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 years of uh, traps around Houston. So uh, we're we're and. Uh, so, so we're in September, still in September. I think it's been September now for mm-hmm. seems like a while, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so we're stuck in September, and uh, Do you we're remember, yeah. And uh, so, so with with our many years of knowing the same people and running around the same spots, and we started talking about September being Suicide Awareness Month. She said, uh, you know, we should talk about that. I said, that's great. You know, it'd be a little heavy. You know, she said, yeah, it's heavy, but it's important. And it's, you know, it's a, and it doesn't have to be. It's, it, this is, you know, so she's written a book and she's, she works on this and she has her Facebook page, which is called Suicide Talks, Talks with a Z. So, yeah, so, so this is, you know, this would be a, a little different than we're used to. But like I said, I'm, I'm dying for you guys to meet you. Chad's met her before. Mm-hmm. She came out many, many moons ago to the it's Beverly. Been a while, yeah. And uh, with Rick. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Yeah. Uh, her out, out at the Beverly. Beverly. Yeah. Beverly Pub in the good old days. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so I think we should bring her in. Come on down, guest number one. Let's do it. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good morning to you. There's Rick. Hello, Rick. Look <laughs> at that. Saying hi. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, let me let me introduce you to, uh, to so to to my left to your your whatever right uh, yes <laughs> Eric C Hughes on drums can you oh. can, can you see anybody you can't see anybody hello mm. I got a face for radio hello <laughs> <laughs> same here they, I think <laughs> they never let the drummer get on screen for some reason exactly or mics or stage right yes. yeah yeah agreed anyway nice to meet you <laughs> um, good to see you all. Hmm. Yeah, and then of course you know Chad. Yes, I do. Good to see you. It's been a long time. It's good to see you again. It has years. You haven't aged a day, my dear. Not a day. Ditto. Right back at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's just can't... a number. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just a number. Uh, I, I, so I was trying to do while we were wiring this up. Well, I say we were wiring it up. We were laughing at Chad as he wired it up. Um, yeah. We were, we were just, you know, giving the lads a, a brief history, but we've known each other for, I mean, early 90s, right? Like, right. Artuzzi. Well, before, before that, Outback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outback. So so that's about, yeah. so, so you were working 30, for. 30 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And uh, yeah. And and. It's just crazy because all the bands that we knew, because no, so, 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 so going back to that time, the Outback, yeah. all those bands, it was a big incestuous puddle of, you know, yes, it of, was. of big noise. Puddle of love, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and of course, no one had any idea that the bartender behind the bar would end up being a, a 
the leader of an incredibly successful band one day. I had nobody had any clue that you would end up being who you turned out to be. <laughs> yeah, that's I, for sure. I kept it quiet. Uh, that's it. I, you that's, did. And what, and what what band is this exactly? Yeah. Who's <laughs> Iron Maiden. Iron yes. Butterfly. Yes. On the doll. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I used to not only did I book all the bands for the Outback for many, many years, but put Bedspring Kiss together and performed out on the patio many times, yes. performed inside many times. So I mean, and it's funny, Lynette says hello, by the way. Lynette oh, Gordon, I, I had yes. lunch with her yesterday. We talked about you a little bit. So, you know, just speaking about the old Richmond Strip days and Sherlock's and just the whole 30-plus um, years of experience, it's just unbelievable where it's all evolved to. Yeah. Which brings us to now and just like a paralyzation of the inter- entertainment industry that's unprecedented for sure in my lifetime anyway. And I started playing in clubs in Houston when I was 17. Wow. So, I mean, I've, you know, the only thing I can remotely compare it to is the oil, um, the oil crash that happened in the early 80s. And you couldn't get a gig. I mean, everybody was waiting tables. Everybody was scattering around trying to make a buck because you just could not perform out. Um, the clubs just had no money. And uh, it was a life changing time for everybody. I mean, I was making fantastic money up till then. I was in a party band. I was in a bunch of different bands doing really well. And we just crashed right into a brick wall um, because the, the club owners just had no money. Everybody was getting DJs or just doing nothing at all. And it just it was a life altering time, you know, and everyone scattered and just tried to figure out what to do. And it was really years, I would say two or three years before things began to get anything remotely like normal. And, you know, everybody had to break down into duos and solos and, you know, very much like what's what's been happening here. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's incredibly um Difficult and challenging, but it's not the first time that, you know, we've gone through this in Houston and entertainment. By far, this is way worse than what happened in the early 80s, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, You know, and the worst part here is, you know, as I've spoken with Patrick before, there's just such an uncertainty of the future here. I mean, I still worry that we haven't even seen the bottom of this uh, yet. And, uh, you know, and having lunch with Lynette yesterday and just really understanding where so many club owners, where their heads at and just everyone's so uncertain about how to proceed. We we definitely all understand that we should respond um, and everyone wants to be an innovator. And but but why go be an innovator and create this entirely new thing? If maybe six months down the road, we're, we're going to get a group going again. You know, no one knows what to do. And and, ta- and where to put the few resources they have left, you know, um, going forward. How do you plan on this thing? What, where where do you put down your stake and claim your ground? I mean, everyone's just, it, it's really un- incredible. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about, like, um, where our heads are at here. Yes. Because mm-hmm. people are so frazzled. They are not themselves. They're quick to temper. Um, you know, we're just, we're pushed up against something here and nobody talks about it. We're just carrying on doing our day-to-day lives when in reality we're in grief 
Yeah. You know, as, mm-hmm. as a society, we are in deep grief. We are in mourning for a culture that doesn't exist anymore. And we're all very, very worried about where this is going to evolve to, where this is going to land land up. And no one's talking about it. And yeah. so we're all walking well, you around can't with talk. all you, you of can't this unresolved. Yeah. yeah, you know. There's zero, there's, need, yeah, there's, yeah. there's zero places to... To there's there's not Express. a platform and there's not right. a there's not and there's nobody that can come in with a solution. So right. so some people come That's in right. and, you know rub his belly rub his belly you know he's going to be okay. Yes. But yes. but there's nobody yes. you know there's nobody to you know to so so but I want to start with you I want to start with you a little little uh, Cindy Haywood history. Yeah um, yeah. So 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 where are you from? You're not from Houston. Originally California on the Co- West Coast. Yeah. But I was, uh, I think I was like seven years old when we came to Houston. My dad got a job with the credit bureau. And so we came out to Houston. So really, I mean, like when, when I fell in love with music and just wanted to start performing, I was like doing, you know, singing with, you know, the band competitions, singing competitions when I was like 15 and 16. And then, you know, the minute I graduated, I was like a bat out of hell, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just couldn't wait to get on stage. I couldn't wait to get involved in that community because those were my people, you know, I, I, and they I, still are. Are you, you still know? singing? Um, occasionally we did. Um, Rick and I put together a retirement home, a little duo. We were going around for uh, people with memory care. Yeah. Issues and dementia. Yes. You know, yeah. it turns out that them hearing songs that they grew up loving. Yeah. Give them incredible joy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, they connect somehow. They may not recognize their own husband or even their own children, but they recognize a Doris Day song yeah. from 1964. Yeah. Yeah. And it. And it connects to such a joyous time for them, you know, a time when their life was so simple and carefree. And, you know, once I saw the expression on those people's faces the first time we performed, I was like, this is what I'm going to do forever. Yeah, fantastic. Give these people some joy, um, you know. And so we did that for years. And then it kind of, you know, the the uh, facilities didn't have the budget anymore. And we kind of just got phased out. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, I've, I've put other projects to go together that really have nothing to do with music or singing. Yeah. But I've still, you know, and of course, you know, writing the book took several years. Yes. Um, uh, uh, yeah. You know, the, the book that ended up on Amazon actually was like a third generation. I had tried many different ways of kind of talking about my own journey with depression, which really started with anxiety disorder when yeah. I was a kid. And none of us knew what we were looking at. You know, when uh, when I was young and I, ju- I just had anxiety attacks and we didn't, you know, this is before, you know, my mom always says, you know, before Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Phil, nobody talked about this crap. You know, nobody really understood mental illness in like the 60s and early 70s. But, you know, with that anxiety disorder that nobody really paid attention to was sort of like a seed that grew into a tree of misery, you know, later, you know, in life for me. And, you know, I I started drinking to basically deal with anxiety. You know, it was my way of sort of putting that girl to bed so that a new girl shows up that's not such a, you know, stressed out freak, you know, freak that nobody can be around. And, you know, the next thing you know, you're living a life of servitude to addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not free. You know, you, you are not free when you're an addict. Yeah. To anyone, because the decisions you're making have to do really with maintaining your addiction. Yeah. N- not 
going out, meeting people, having relationships, making free choices. And no one understands you're signing up for a life of servitude when you become an addict. And and it's very hard to get out of that life. And that's really what I wrote the book about is um, about my struggle with addiction, how it all started and how I conquered it. And also just talking about, you know, life stories where there is not really a clear cut, happy ending. You know, you everybody yeah. doesn't hug. It's not like the Waltons and, and everything's fixed, but you still have to fix yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to be right with yourself so that you're not a miserable human being hating your life. You know, I don't care about everybody else. We're all responsible to do, do our own work. You know, what I care about is people who don't get the happy ending. And I mean, we did therapy the whole nine. Therapy actually made it worse. You know, therapy, we all bared our souls. We said horrible shit to each other. And and we never forgave each other for the things that were said in therapy. So in my case, it was not the thing that solved everything. We didn't all hug in the parking lot and go, now I love you. Yeah, You know, it's like yeah. now I realize just how much I really resent you and yeah. will never forgive you. You know, wow. <laughs> that kind of thing. Wow. You know, you don't want that ending. Nobody does. God. But if you do get that ending, love yourself. You did your best to, to have a different outcome. And that's if it good, doesn't yeah. work, love your life. Love yourself. You know, I mean, that's what I'm all about. Hard crap happens in life sometimes. Yeah, it's hard to digest. It's hard to get past. But do your work and do it so that you can live happily ever after. And hopefully everybody will. You might not be together, but still love your life. Love yourself. You know, get get in the driver's seat of your car and Mm -hmm. instead of letting other people drive, you know. Um, And so that's really what what I wrote the book about. You know, I didn't get the happy ending. We didn't hug and be the Waltons, but I did get the happy ending in that I really fell in love with myself. Yeah. And forgave myself for the, the places where I was weak and couldn't do better because I was just in the throes of my own addiction and my own bullshit, basically. Yeah. You know? We so, get caught so, up in stuff and you gotta forgive yourself. Yeah. I mean this that's that's brilliant. I, and again, I, I've uh, so, so we're going to put a link to the book on here, obviously, and yeah. uh, I want to talk more about that. So, um, just kind of to tie all this stuff in, you know. Yep. So, so going back to, to to back when I knew again. So, so the, <laughs> we were saying right before you came on that that uh, this is September and this is Suicide Awareness Month. Yes, and, it is. And, and the smart ass in me wants to say it's just our proximity to Dallas, but in 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 in. In, uh, you know, in, in, in real life, this is something because I mean, so what I'm getting at is, you know, going back all those years, you just you don't know. You don't right. know. You look at each other and, you That's know, right. you, you, you just don't know what's going. You don't know the the struggle that people are carrying. And I, and I often yes. with 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 two kids now behind the wheel, uh, yes. I tell them, I say, look, you just don't have the luxury that we had as yeah. kids. To, 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 to get out of your car and scream at somebody or to, you know, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have that luxury anymore because the, the people that you're in, in traffic with, the people that are in that, you know, that um, two tons of metal behind you, you know, yes. they're not in a really good place right now. It, and it doesn't matter. It's affected everybody. It doesn't matter if, if you're yes. if you're if your life didn't change at right. all. So. So anyway, so so we go back to, to, to yeah. when, when I first met you, you I have no idea. 
and uh, I'm just so lucky to be, I always seem to be surrounded with the best musicians that there are available. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. just, it just, and, and, and again, kids, if you're starting a band tomorrow, just go get better players than you. Problem solved. <laughs> All right. So, 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 I, you know, so, you know, so going back to You were to doing when, Elvis songs when I met you. you I you know you sang Elvis. for me. You sang <laughs> for me. Elvis impersonation. The, yes. I had three That's backups. That's when I first knew that you could pick up a guitar and actually strum a few chords. <laughs> well, <let's, laughs> you were singing Elvis Presley. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Still, man, I, yeah. I, I would do that today if you're, if you're, if your old folks ever need a, <laughs> uh, an Elvis regurgitator. Yes. Um, so yeah. So so back then, I would never have guessed. I would yes. never have guessed that anything yeah. was going on because you were just you know bedspring kiss. I remember you know I remember Joel yeah. and I remember you know uh, yeah. going out on the on, on the patio and just hearing this. I mean, tr- tr- yeah. amazing voice. I mean, and just a oh, sin you. if if you. Oh yeah. I mean, truly, uh, Davy Bryan. You know, I'm uh, just never. So once he heard you sing, it was just yeah. uh, you know it was just. Yeah. You know, we did a duo together for a while at Sherlock's, actually. Oh, what do you oh, have to wow. say about that, yeah. Chad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Monday nights, you know, we were always trying to build up off nights. Yeah. And get a decent following going. And so I'd already kind of created a group of groupies that were following Bedspring. Yeah. And so, you know, I branched. I did all kinds of open mic things. Yes. Um, I recall. Woodrose. And, you know, I mean, I was I was gigging four nights a week and still pulling down a 40 hour week with Dennis Lang. Yeah. So, I mean, I had an extremely busy life. And it's funny that you say, you know, you never know what someone's going through, because I'll be really honest with you. I think I met you in 92. I think that that sounds Um, about right. When I go back, I believe that's the first time I met you. And I didn't even understand myself yet where things were going to go. You know, in 1992, I had just come back from basically working overseas for almost five years. I worked for Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. Yes. And so I didn't, I didn't even have a home on, on land for years. And so I basically got dropped back into American society after not being in America at all for a really long time. And uh, pretty much when I came back from being overseas is when my my serious unraveling kind of started. Oh, and when I worked for Dennis and when I knew you, I was sort of like, you know, I understood that my anxiety disorder was returning. You know, I understood that things were getting a little off, but I had no idea where this was all going to go. And that 10 years later, like I came back to the United States in 90, 1990. By 2000, my family was in was an absolute uh, wasteland. Um, We had just been put through the ringer. Everything exploded. And uh, so 10 years later, I was in a completely different situation than I could have ever foreseen. You know, I, I would never would have dreamed when I was working for Dennis that only a few years later, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed for days. From depression. That's if you had told me, if anyone had said in three years you are going to be literally going to twelve step groups so that you don't blow your brains out. No, I would never believe them. I would never believe them. But the the course that my life took, and it really did have to do with my upbringing, and uh, and a bunch of unresolved things that, you know, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of some of the things that ended up, 
I learned about my childhood and about my family. And once all these bombshells sort of came to the surface, we all had to like figure out how we're going to respond to this information, you know. Um, and unfortunately, instead of it being the, the glue that brought us all together, it was the grenade that caused us all to wow. scatter. Unfortunately, mm. you know, and, and like I said, that's why I wrote the book, you know, so sometimes your spirit, it just demands to be heard. And I believe that that's what was happening with me. You know, that's how I ended up in, in bed and just really in my own head, because this stuff had to be revealed. These secrets that had been buried in my family for decades that I never even knew. Um, but I was but I felt it. I felt all this history and then it all just had to come be brought to the surface so that I could get well and get in control of my life. Because the addiction was in control, the anxiety, because every time the anxiety disorder would come back, I'd go back to the drinking. So I was stuck in this vicious cycle of trying to manage my own self. But you can't win that war. The only way to win is you've got to elevate. You've got to understand where this is all coming from. And once everything came out into the open, I completely understood it and understood how I got like that. But unfortunately, you know, we did not survive as a family, you know, and I always hesitate to say that to anyone because people should go to therapy. There's so much good that comes from it. But I hate to tell people that in my case, it was the last nail yeah. in the coffin, you know, I mean, but but we're all everybody went and did their life and. I hope they're all happy. I mean, I, I haven't seen or spoken to anyone in my family in over 15 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, see, I, it, see so horrible. something like that. I feel terrible about it. Well, so, yes. Yeah, something like that is, is traumatic for somebody to hear. That's maybe taking the first step towards it. That would be yes. true. But yeah. at the same time, if you, if, if you can preface it with, you know, you know, taking care of yourself first and be, be yeah. you know, just be at peace with yourself. First, yes. if you can start there, then they yeah. know that, you know, that at least you're, you're, yeah. you're still, you're still upright. You're still, you know, right. You know, yeah. at that, at that point. So, so, well, yeah. And every, I mean, and everything in life is not a one size fits all either, you know, so right. ther therapy can't That's be, it. it can work That's for it. some, and but it doesn't need necessarily mean it's going to work for anybody else. Correct. That's, you know, not, and I think the other thing too, is had we all done that way sooner, yeah. I think it would have had a totally different outcome, you know, but by the time we were all willing to go to therapy, we were just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it really, and we were all fully grown adults with very strong opinions about things. You know, we should have all been in therapy together decades prior. Yeah. But, 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 but yeah. how do you know? There's no, there's nobody, there's no, like, like Eric says, there's no, it, and, and one size fits all is 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 for everything. I, you know, I, I love yeah. these diets that appear on. Uh, you know, people go, "Oh, you should try this diet." No, your metabolism is completely different than the yeah. other person. So that diet doesn't mean anything to you. You go yes. out and eat rocks for all I care. They're not. Sure. You're not the same. And and, yeah. and that's the same for the for the for the for the headspace too. You can't be. Yeah. The, you yeah. can't be prescribed the same shit that somebody else gets for the. That's. Exactly. I mean. Now, if I take nothing else from today, yeah. That's, that's what I'm... Yeah, you know, but, but I, like I said, it always, you know, I on the suicide prevention forums, I'm always talking to people that are in therapy, and I always encourage them to stay in. Yeah. You know, um, just because my story went the way it went, I don't really, you know, 
I will own my part of how it all went and they will, everybody has to own their part of how it all went. But to me, we all did end up where we were meant to end up. And I'm at peace with that, you know, and everyone should follow their story to its conclusion, to their logical conclusion. And the conclusion is when you can make peace and be free in your own skin. You know, um, I, so anyway, that's, that's the thing that I always just, I love telling my story to people because I, I really always want to say, you know, never, ever give up and think that it, your situation is hopeless because you can't be more hopeless than I was. Yeah. And I'm here, you know, and I'm not just here. I'm thriving. I'm happy. I love people. I love places. I love my dog. You know, I love yeah. You know, and and so I really always tell people, you know, because I talk to hopeless people daily and uh, and I just always, you know, say, look, the, the place that you live in your head right now, you won't live there anymore. There's a way out. There's a there's a different world waiting for you. Do not give up on yourself. That's that's huge. That's so heavy. It's so big. And it but it, but it's attainable. That's something yes, that you that, 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 you, that you can walk away with today. And, yes. you know, being a bit, um, yeah. so, so, so you, so you have the, you have the, the, the online forums. So on Facebook, yeah. it's suicide talks with a Z. Yes. Right. Yes. So, and, and, and yes. you, you, that's your page. You can, you, yes, it is. You built I, I created it. Like I actually created it before the book because what was happening is, you know, I was a, a mentor on several prevention forums and I was really struck by, um, what was happening with young people. I mean, I'm talking 13 and 14 year old people that are hopeless already. Yeah. You know, and uh, it it was heartbreaking to me. And I definitely wanted um, people like that to have have a way to watch the videos, to actually see people talk about their struggles with depression, anxiety, suicidal thinking, how, how that manifested in their lives and how they eventually turned things around and, and created a new world for themselves because it can happen. These are real people. And so I created these um, and there's tons of videos on there um, from all different vantage points of the issue of hopelessness, the illusion of powerlessness there are certain things for sure we are powerless over and understanding what those are is an incredibly important piece of, of work that needs to be done in anyone's life. Because you're, if you're spending a ton of energy pursuing goals that are completely not within your grasp, you're not using your energy to move towards the things that you can control where you can make a difference. So understanding the difference between wasting your energy, doing things that are never, you're never going to have that. Um, Just that's a huge uh, leap forward to understand. No, don't waste your energy doing that. That you, you, this beyond your grasp. This, these are the things you can work on. This is the direction you can go to. And that's why I created these videos. Um, I'm in a bunch of videos talking about my own journey with depression. There's at least a dozen participants that I'm so grateful that they were willing to talk about these incredibly painful times in their past so that it might help somebody get to a new place in their own lives. You know, and, and, and half of these videos, they're, they're in tears yeah. because this is this is truly the dark night of the soul 
um, experiences when you're literally like counting off the days, you know, wanting to just not be in life anymore. You know, these are not happy memories. And I think that's why so few people ever really talk about deep depression and how that hopelessness just manifests itself in every aspect of your life and your relationships and your um, pursuing careers. Why bother? You know, I mean, if you're planning to just get off the ride anyway, who cares? Yeah. That's big, you know? man. That's and, and you know, and like Eric says, you know, there's not a there's not a one size fits all. However, yep. there's so many correlations. There's so many yes. things that can help so many people in right. In just just I mean, just in those you know those few sentences of there's so much information. There's so much to digest. There's, and the, that and, and the book is super invisible me or super super invisible nobody. Nobody, excuse me, nobody. Yeah. Yes, so. It's the name uh, of the book. So, so, and you started the, the, you started these forums before the book. Yes. And, and then. Really, so, the forums is why I wrote the book. Yeah. You know, because, so, so when did you. I, under, I understood that people were trying to resolve conflicts with people and they couldn't. Yeah. And that's why they wanted to check out. And I'm like, wait, you might not get the happy ending. But, but what's your story is about you. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Your love for yourself. I mean. Where are you for yourself? And that's where the term invisible nobody came from, is that there is no inner loving relationship. You know, um, when you're all alone, there's no one there. You're having conversations with yourself. And if those conversations are demeaning and degrading and your relationship with yourself is essentially an incredibly dark black, hateful relationship, you're definitely not going to say to yourself, you know what, you're thinking crazy thoughts, get in your car, drive to the emergency room and tell them that you feel like you're going to hurt yourself so that they can take care of you for a few days. You're not going to do that. You're just going to do the self-destructive thing Yeah, because your inner thinking is self-destructive, you know? And so that's where the term invisible nobody there's no kind person inside of these people's mind that's going to say, wait, you're talking crazy here. Let's go ahead and back off. You know, you're not really an angry person. You're a loving person. There's not that whole conversation's never going to happen because you're invisible to yourself. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's where the term came from. Yeah, that's heavy. And, and I was invisible to myself and it breaks my heart. To look back at, at what the, what a um, hateful dialogue I had in my own head, um, how I just really could not see my own worth because I'd just get gotten caught up in other people's perception of me and own their perception as my perception of myself. Oh, wow. You know, and so you become invisible to yourself. And that's who I talk to every day is people who have just given up on themselves. And 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 I always encourage them, look, you just can't see yourself clearly right now. So let me see you clearly and tell you what a valuable person you are on this earth and remind you that you're just not your right self right now. And you don't need to make any major decisions. You just need to go get some help. Wow. Because we all know people that have, you know, and 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 it's it's not it, it, is this true? It's not called committing suicide anymore. It's achieved right. suicide. Is that correct? That's correct. Well, you know, there are those who, um, 
And I'm, I'm not sure to me how it say it, however, you're going to say however it, it comes out because it's not an issue. Yeah, you're I'm not, not going to quibble over uh, minutia or yeah. um, semantics, you know, Semant- but, yeah. um, but just say it, you yeah. know, uh, it, and, you know, and it's funny, Patrick, you know, like you just said, um, uh, you, you don't know who you're talking to. Uh, it's funny. You didn't know who you were talking to. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you didn't. And, and, and really, I didn't either. And, and, and one of the reasons why I created suicide talks on Facebook is, is for, because all of the latest information, because technology is constantly trying to respond to suicidal depression, especially right now with what's happening with the military and with police um, officers. It, it is an incredibly horrible epidemic happening right now that very few people are talking about every single day members of our military are making these horrible choices yeah they see no hope they see no meaning in their existence and so technology and all kinds of incredibly fantastic groups at warp speed are trying all kinds of different things to figure this figure out how we can head this off, how we can begin to change the direction of this. And I created Suicide Talks as a, as a, like a hub. This is all the latest information. This is exactly what they're working on right now. Um, not just drugs, but actual treatment for P- PTSD, um, all kinds of different treatments. You know, and it's a main place where you can get all the latest resources. Like now, you can literally pick up your phone and chat in real time with a psychiatrist. I mean, you know, innovations right now for mental health and mental wellness are just exploding. Good. You know, and it, and I got to say, you know, I mean, Lynette and I were talking at lunch yesterday about, you know, she is a true believer that, you know, in every bad, there's a good. And I, and I think that the explosion in resources of people who are struggling emotionally coinciding with what's happening here with COVID, the isolation that has created is, is an incredible moment of coincidence that these two things would be there together. And I'm happy to say that a lot of the people I talk with on the, the suicide prevention forums are having Skype, um, Zoom groups talking about anxiety disorders, Zoom groups, you know, situations are happening that would have never been created had this situation not occurred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, these are isolated individuals anyway. Recluses. Yeah. You know, and the kind of a running joke when this all happened in like March, everybody in the mental health industry was laughing because we're all used to being, you know, hiding in our homes and never yeah. going out to be around anyone. And this is all this is our life, you know, and everybody else is flipping out because they can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Everybody was kind of just it was like a running joke. This is this is same old, same old for them. You know, this yeah. is what they do. But now they're so connected. It's it's very strange. I'm definitely, you know, I was struck by how little escalation I saw in the forums in the aftermath of COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought this would like, oh, my God, I I'm, I'm, can't even be on there enough. You know, there's going to everybody's just going to be going completely nuts. That's really not how it's turned out. Yeah. Everyone's creating these ways to connect now. Now they've got permission to be at home and be a a recluse. Mm -hmm. And so all kinds of incredible innovations in mental health are really kind of 
being born from this crisis. Uh, you know, I would never, ever say, let's do that again, because these are good things or whatever. <laughs> I would never want to go through this again. Right, right. But but I do am a big advocate for trying to see some bright sides yeah. in an incredibly dark situation. And that is one one aspect that has been created and, and it's kind of exploding right now. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. It almost feels like the entire world is being put put through a, a mass therapy session right now. <laughs> it's it's yes. it's remarkable. And I and I re- and I'm so happy that we're all sitting here because I really I I wish more people would talk mm-hmm. openly not about what we can all see, which is that yes, you know, these places are shut down and we need to talk about money and resources, but but there's like a deeper thing here. And to me, and the, to me, the deeper thing, the deeper message is, you know, like I said before, we're we're in grief. You know, we as a nation, we as a species, have been put through an incredible shock, and and it's not over. You know, um, we our, our whole way of life is threatened, and we're in deep grief. And to pretend like we're not, to pretend like you know, just go carry on. You know. Um, You can do that. We can just push on and not talk. But to me, then we miss the opportunity to really learn something from this um, and take a moment and step back and reflect on on many things that we've learned in in the midst of this crisis. You know, the money stuff, it'll all get resolved. Well, you know, eventually things will reopen. These are all physical things. I'm talking about heart here. I think so many people are broken hearted. Yeah. Their their spirit is broken. We're like walking woundeds and we need to talk. We need to share so that you know, there's no shame in saying, you know, I'm shook. You know, I, I was expressing to Patrick, you know, I have friends that I've worked with for years. They've completely quit their jobs so that they can stay home with their kids. They're terrified to send their kids to school. Um, these are li- very difficult choices we're all having to make here. You know, choices that, gosh, had this thing never happened, we'd never be making choices like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't even imagine the toll this is going to take on our young people, on our kids. You know, and the idea, you know, being 13, 14 years old and mom is telling you, look, go to school. But be constantly worried that you're going to get something and bring it home and it's going to kill me or your dad. Yeah. Put that in a kid's head. Yeah. You know, uh, this is going to change who we are going forward. And that's not something small. And I think we all need to really step back from all the obvious stuff and really reflect and get very um, conscious about what we're all sitting inside of so that we don't get like run over by it. And we don't know who, who we are anymore. And we've lost who we are. That's what I worry about. I really do. Yeah. It's- and I would love to hear you, all of your opinions about like what you're going through, how you're feeling, if any of this resonates with you. Every single word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, this is a daily, this is a daily chat that we have, you know, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, put, but please talk, you know, to people who let's just say someone's going to be watching this that really is struggling with 
deep hopelessness. Uh, you know, Chad, let's start with you. I mean, how do you deal with those feelings? Do you have those kind of feelings? You know, I mean, that that's the whole point, you know, that I'm making here is that if, if you don't mind being kind of transparent and just, you know, bearing your soul a little bit so that it might help somebody not feel ashamed that they're having those kind of feelings. Yeah, no, I think I th- I've, I've been through a lot of this you know, long before this whole mess started with, with, with COVID that, yeah. uh, it took, it took me, there was a podcast that I listened to called, uh, the, the hilarious world of depression. It's actually really, uh, yes, I'm a, familiar. You know that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy's comedian who hosts it, but yes, just listening to other, just, just these brilliant speakers. Cause he has, typically has comedians on the talk about their, their struggles with depression and, and anxiety and things yeah. like that. And, and just yeah. just understanding how normal it is yes. to feel that way, and that it is. There's so many people I think who who suffer from it that are they feel ashamed because I know I I often just didn't feel like I didn't want to trouble anybody yes. with what I was going through because I just felt like I was putting my burden on somebody else. Like, well, this is my problem to figure out. You know, that's, that's kind very of the, common. That's kind of I think the the attitude my my generation has kind of grew up thinking that. I don't yeah. know. Is it, do you think is that yeah. a Generation X thing? Or am I alone thinking that? I think so. I think yeah. it's a, you know the question of like you know, we we were kind of raised to kind of not necessarily defend for ourselves, but to kind of like yeah. you know take take responsibility for what yeah. you know because I think I think we're almost the last of that generation maybe mm-hmm. that's not mm-hmm. being coddled mm-hmm. to. So we we put a lot on our own yeah. shoulders, including yeah. the way we feel about certain things, and right. including the way we want to. Um, share or not share information because like you said, it's like, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like, you don't want to trouble somebody with your own trouble, you know, just go and figure yeah. it out. That's how kind of, I think how we were raised, like right. you got a problem, yeah. go figure it out. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. not necessarily that's the right way to do it, but that's just kind of way we are. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I know just, and just from, uh, I, I'm kind of a lone wolf. Uh, this is yeah. something that runs in my family. Family, my dad. One of the th- most powerful things my dad tell, told me years ago is, "You you cannot do it alone. You cannot." Mm. He just re- mm. he just repeated it like a mantra to me, and that that has <laughs> been ringing in my head my whole uh, my whole adult life. You know, and, and like as I get older, I, I understand more and more what he was saying <laughs> because yes, exactly. People, uh, my 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 dad and I were both were very the same, were much the same, and that the more time we spent alone if we spent too much time alone we, we'd get in these these cyclical uh these right. circular ruminative or whatever the word is the ruminating right. uh, obsessive yeah. thoughts right and uh, i mean the, the way we talk about that in therapy or on the on the forums is that you're always going to answer your own questions with the same answer mm-hmm. and so you're always going to stay stuck in whatever your reasoning process is and it's not until someone challenges you with a different way of negotiating with your own thoughts yeah. that you're ever going to escalate and elevate to something a little bit higher. You're always going to answer your own questions with the same answer yeah. because you think how you think, right? you know, but the beauty in all of us bearing our souls and saying, yes, I struggle with these things. You know, I'm just like you, I've always been a loner, you know, and, and to, in my opinion, it, it ended up being to my detriment and I really did need to open up more and listen to people's advice, listen to, you know, just have that openness. And I think you've achieved that same thing. You've kind of come to that same conclusion. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you, you will always end up in the same place because you're always going to, you know, you're going to soothe your grief with the exact same salve, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's not until you open up and let other people bless you, touch you, love you, that you, it opens up whole new parts of you that you didn't even know ever existed. Yeah. You know, well, so in, in your opinion, tell me about your journey through this uncertain process. What's your thought process through all of this, Chad? Through, through this, what we're going through now? COVID, through the uncertainty of your um, life. You don't have to go into a, an encyclopedia, but just in brief, you know, how, how are you dealing with some of the anxiety going on and the uncertainty? To be honest, just staying busy. I think, yeah. and staying in contact. Like my mother and I talk every day now. That's one thing because we, see? you know, uh, that's a <laughs> tiny we, little thing yeah. trying to see the the best in something. And it's it's something we just you know, it, it, you know, we we used to we always would see each other like once a week and maybe have one phone call, you know, yeah. a week, you know, cause that was just general. Now it's like. You know, it's like, okay, what time is it? I got to get my call into mom, you know, before it gets too late, you know, and, Aww, and it's just, that's beautiful. This it, is funny with the daily conversation. You think we'd run out of things to talk about. Nope. But you don't. <laughs> There's always that's something. Fantastic. Yeah. That's so, really huge. You know, that, I mean, that, she's going to take those memories with her, her yeah, whole life. Yeah. That's wonderful. But beyond that, I mean, we've, as a band, we, we've, you know, it's, it's funny that I think we've in some ways been busier than ever <laughs> yeah. these past few wow. months with all the different projects we're doing. Obviously we're, we're finishing an album finally. And, and uh, this Fantastic. podcast has, has become the weekly routine that we look forward to. And um, mm-hmm. so I've been spending a lot of time learning new things. And yeah, so it's, that's kind of kept my, helped me keep, keep my perfect. head on straight. So yes. Yeah. Same to you, Patrick. Same question. Oh, Same question. How are you navigating through all this? <clears throat> emotionally. Yeah, my, my whole life has been, uh, just a series of what just seemed like I passed one addiction on, just traded it off to the next. And mm. you, you, luckily, the addiction that I've I've hit now is running. And you know, I've been yeah. doing, I've just been doing that for so. And it it it's, it, it it came. It, God, twenty twenty thirteen, maybe mm-hmm. twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. Um. That's when that's when the kids would say to me, "Say, have you run today?" I go, <laughs> "No." Why do you ask? Well, you're throwing shit, and you're you know you look like you're going to hurt somebody. Yeah. And, and so, so so my thing has always been just kind of push it to the next. So uh, don't drink anymore. No, yeah. no, no no hard drugs. No you know. And right. but so I kind of trade that in for coffee or coffee yeah, and running yeah. and the you know the but. In navigating this, because like I said, I'm very aware of how other people are reacting and how they're, you can see it. You can see it in their faces. You can see it in the, in the uh, you know, we've only, since March, we've played three shows, maybe, you know, I mean, we've, you know, we've <laughs> Definitely done. Definitely count on one hand. Yeah, we've done just, we've done wow. next to nothing. And um, you, I can hmm. see it in our expression on our face when we play or when we do the live stream or any of that crap. So, my focus and where I get, where I kind of find normalcy or find that island, that little place to go to is, is when I can do, do music or do exercise or, you know, but I have to, I have to, it seems like I have to physically beat myself up. (laughs) 
to to mm. to, to climb yeah. out of to you know to climb like out physical of physical energy. Yeah. 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 To, yeah. To, to you know to to make the stuff swirl and you know jump and you know it has to be moving yeah. it has to be. Yeah. So where what are you feeling Patrick like going forward what what are you planning? Um, are you planning? Well, I can't say much online on, on the uh <laughs> I I don't I'd be arrested in my house if I'd uh no in in all honesty I th- what I'm planning is I'm I'm I just and again I've always been the bright side yeah um positive and a lot of the times to de- to, to my own detriment just I always see you know everything's going to come back and it's going to be well so so like Chad said we're finishing the record and yeah. it's it's uh I'm planning on that next step being jumping back in the van and just going. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's, it's not going to be like it was when we, when we stopped touring, but yeah. again, we don't take no for an answer. We're very, you know, persistent. Like, yeah. And I mean, yeah. not, not, not Cosby, like I'm talking about like, 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 like <laughs> rock and roll. We just, we just, <laughs> yeah, we don't, exactly. we just don't take no for an answer and we're going to, you know, going to make that yeah. stuff work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, it, it really is. I, it, it, you have to be positive. I have to be positive. I have yeah. to see the I have to see the the the, the good that's going to be you know, available, yeah. you know, right. the, the the, you know, back to where we were, because yeah. otherwise, uh, I think with the with the energy that I have, you know, it, it, it really could turn dark quickly. You yeah. Know? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't experienced that, but I imagine right. I could if, if I, if I stopped, you know, like you right. were saying, you know, you, you're talking to yourself inside your head and you're going to get the yes. same answers. You're going to get, That's I mean, right. of course you are, you know? So yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want one of those yeah. answers to change just a little bit and get to, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, well, yeah. I would definitely love to pose the same question. I cannot see. Eric is over here. He's still. Yeah, I would love to hear the, the same question. Like, how are you navigating? Where's your heads at? Um, how are you feeling going forward? And, and how do you negotiate when you do get anxious, when you do get extremely worried? How do you ground yourself? Um, you know, that first uh, that first week when we uh, we, we, we had played, uh, I think we played um we played Saturday and then we played Sunday and then, uh, basically the whole world shut down. This is right back yeah. in March, I think and yeah. we did a live set on St. Patrick's day just because it was, you know, a crime to not play on St. Patrick's yeah. day that the, yeah. the next, I don't know, seven to 10 days were pretty fucking dark for me. I'm not, I <laughs> yes. can't, uh, yes. I can't uh, qualify for how millions of people. Patrick were feeling, but I know that that was probably, and I've, you know, I've been, I've been through some stuff and, and uh, I've been divorced uh, three times, but those that 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 was probably the darkest period of my life. I think. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. Con- I wasn't contemplating doing anything. I just didn't know what yeah. to do with myself. Yeah. Exactly. You know. You know exactly. And, and uh, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, I have a partner, luckily, and and so she, you know, she and I kind of worked. You know, we talked, and you know, she yeah. was still working and stuff like that. Um. So I, I think we helped each other. You know just leaning on each other. And of course, you know, being able to see, um, still see Patrick and Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, once a week doing this, you know, doing the podcast and whatnot was, has yeah. been, I think therapeutic for all of us, yeah, you know, a chance sure. to get together. And, and while we don't necessarily, um, take the podcast down 
the darkest of roads, we have been able right. to kind of discuss how, you know, how we were feeling and what we were seeing and, and how we were going to react yeah. to, to that. So that's been, that's yeah. been definitely, definitely a plus. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, things to keep myself, you know, motivated and occupied, I've been practicing more. I've been reading a lot more, which I love to do anyway. Yes. Um, we have a little pool in the backyard, which has been kind of very therapeutic to, all right, it's yeah. one thirty. Let's go in the pool, and we sit in the pool and relax and listen to music and and stuff Beautiful. like that. So, yeah, yeah. So it's been it's it's been and it's been a weird transition because you know I finally you know a couple maybe a year and a half ago or so quit my quit my job to become to really take that step to be a full time musician when I had been <laughs> kind of like you you know working forty hours a week and still gigging as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. Finally decided. Yeah, I to, did that for a long, long time. Yeah, finally decided to you know jump off that bridge and. And you then, know, it's uh, so funny, like, you know, I was in my 30s then, and I cannot even imagine having the energy to do that now. <laughs> I don't yeah, know no, where it's I got true. all the energy. Yeah, it, I really it's, don't. It's ridiculous to be able to think that, you know, we, we, you know, people, you know, we did that, you know, so. Yeah. But, you know, just, just, just being able to lean on people has been, been, yeah. been a plus, you know, and reaching out to people that maybe you wouldn't necessarily, you know, call on a regular basis, but be like, hey, I wonder what so-and-so's up to. Fucking call Absolutely. them. Yeah. See, see what's up. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's and that's also it. important because, you know, like, you know, we've discussed, you you just don't really know how deeply some people are feeling about all this. I mean, we're all anxious. We're all in grief. We're all worried. But there are those among us who are completely shut down um, and really in need. And, and one of the, the main reasons I'm so grateful to be here and thank you, Patrick, for inviting me is to just talk about some resources that people can go to. If you're really struggling completely anonymous, where you can chat in real time with people that can help you get grounded, help you kind of get your head on straight a little bit. Um, you know, AFSP.org, is a main, main hub for, you know, not just suicidal depression, but anxiety disorder, that that main place can direct you to multiple resources, um, completely private. You know, um, if you if you do feel like you're just really not yourself, because to me, that's the beginning of a very dangerous territory. When you know that you are just not yourself, you are you cannot find any joy whatsoever in your daily life and you just need a little help. You know, yeah. um, I just wanted to talk about two major resources, the AFSP.org. The other one is this one forum that I'm mostly affiliated with. It's called Suicide Forum. But that's really not true. There is so many different chat groups in there. There's LGBT, anxiety, uh, anorexia, eating disorder, like everything that you could imagine. And you can chat in real time with a mentor or you can chat with other participants on the forum. And I mean, I'm talking 24-7. This is a forum that is constantly monitored. You will not get attacked by trolls. Um, you know, you can completely be free and express yourself either in private or in public forums and just kind of, you know, get directed to resources where you can get some relief and just be reminded that you're, you're, you're not alone in your struggles. So many people are just really, really struggling with everything. And there's no shame in admitting that you are out of your depths and you just need some help. 
Yeah. So I'm grateful to have the opportunity to talk about those resources that, you know, I'm very directly connected with that are so valuable to people. Well, I, I, I have to say I'm I'm more enlightened in this, you know, in these few minutes of talking. I, I just I you know, you know, it's you know, it's you know, it's happening and you know, it's happening. It, it seems to be happening at a greater rate. Like you're talking about the servicemen mm-hmm. and the, you know, the the servicemen and women, you know, and these and yes. the police and, you know, these people that have just these incredibly stressful jobs that that end mm-hmm. up. Feeling, yeah. you know, just because you, you can't do that job and come home and be, yeah. you know, just be, just right. be, you know, Mr. Yeah. or Mrs. Normal. You know, you, you've right. got to take that home with you, whether you like it or not. And the, the strongest, yeah. most agile, you know, mind has to, you know, some of that's going to come home and, you know, it's not going to leave. And I'm, I, I, cause I remember this is back in the aviator days. Uh, I, yes. I, you know, uh, we have, uh, <laughs> Cindy and I could talk in code. This isn't code. I'm just saying we, we could just, yeah. these, these names of oh clubs. Oh my gosh, I forgot about all that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That um, takes us back to 91. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and Bob's my neighbor, you know, Bob. Ma- I was just texting with him yes, uh, yesterday, actually. Oh, cool. You know, aviators, the whole building is leveled now. Good. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> good, good, good. It's good. a vacant lot now with but a with I a phone you, number and a real estate company on it. Yeah, I bet you. It, I bet you it still stinks like smoke, though. That's the, that's the only place yeah. that you had to yeah. go in and actually fight yeah. through the smoke. You had to, you know, punch your way in and out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well. uh, but I'm I'm I, I remember one of the people that worked with us, and he was he was a barback uh, for us, and. Uh, and he, you know, he, I guess, achieved suicide, you know, uh, much later. I, I knew him for, for a long time. You know, I didn't really know him as a, as a, a person, you know, when he was there. And, but, yeah. but we, we, we started to, uh, we started to get to know each other later. And I had no idea. And again, I'm not, I've never been into heavy drugs. Uh, yeah. so I wasn't able to see any signs for it. But I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I say all that to say this, you know, this, this is a normal, Good looking, young, healthy guy that that ended up and just seemed to have, yeah. you know, just seemed to know where it was going and, and steady job yeah. for a long time. And then when stuff starts to fall off and in retrospect, now I can look back and see, yeah. you know, these things were were falling apart. And, this, and I just but it seems now because that was my one example from back then. Yeah, that, that I said, you know, wow. But again, in, in fairness, he did move out of state and that's where mm, he ended it all. Help. But it, um, but it seems to be happening on such a, uh, a, a again, I don't know. I wasn't in, involved yeah. in it back then, but but now it just seems like it happens a lot more. And like you were saying, these young kids. These mm-hmm. children that are not, you know, they're still wet, essentially. They're, they, yeah. you know, they're talking about nothing to live for. You know, it's just, right. What? Yes. You know, that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It, yeah. it, it's got- and that's what inspired me to take action and, and really go public with my own struggles. Um, is that, and I think everyone should, any, anyone that's really struggled with deep debilitating depression, um, even it, even in the most, um, common settings, just having a little openness, um, to sort of being real, you know, um, you don't have to walk up and say, hey, you know, and get, get deep with ter- perfect strangers. But, you know, I get pretty deep pretty, pretty quickly. 
with the people I work with. I work with the same people and they all know, you know, me, I'm go deep or go home because yeah. you know, to me, life is not a joke. Um, the decisions that we make every day are a direct reflection of our desires. You know, um, that there is no small choice, you know? Uh, yeah. It's a small choice, which loaf of bread you grab, but for the most, most part, we're making really important decisions all the time and not even really conscious of what we're doing or what the way we behave around people we work with. Uh, you know, in your case, it would be many of your fans, many of the people that you deal with surrounding your career and having that willingness to just kind of be real and get a little bit below the surface. You would be surprised what an impact that makes helping other people feel at ease to do the same thing, to be more real, more grounded. And, and really with everything that has happened in the last six months um, where I feel like I'm in a parallel universe. I mean, for months I would wake yeah. up in the morning and I'm like, am I, am I still in that horrible dream? Is that real? Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't even believe my life. I could not believe the reality mm -hmm. of what's really happening here. Yeah. And so I think we're all kind of suspended in time. We're just going through the motions, getting through this, but we're still inside of this. And we all have all kinds of feelings that are unsettling and we're worried and, you know, just creating that little opening where we can be a little bit more real with each other um, and just kind of connect because there's nothing to be ashamed. It's total human nature to be worried and concerned and not yourself in a situation like this. And we can all help each other by just creating that openness, no judgment, you know, um, no one has a right to judge in a situation like this because we're all up against it and this is far from over and yeah. we just have to get each other's backs here Yeah, and be good human beings to each other. Kindness, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I think it's tremendous. Yeah. I, I, Cindy, I'm just, I'm, I'm just blown away with, because initially this isn't what we talked about. We didn't talk yeah, about th th this isn't the, the, this wasn't the reason to bring you yeah. on. And, but this is so right. important. And I have to say <laughs> that, the, uh, you know, and uh, of course it, with, with, with Eric and Chad, it's, 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 um, you know, obviously we've been working together for a long time. So I, yeah. I knew, but at the same time, you know, when I called him up and said, Hey, it's September. It's you know Suicide Awareness Month, and yes. you know, and they're both like, yes, this is this has to, and and you know, of course, I shouldn't be shocked. I should know, but like I say, I know them, but yeah, we are uh, uh, again blown away that that you're the, the great work you're doing. And Thank you. Oh, it's just it's it really is, and and just just like the last thing you said. Just be nice to each other. I mean, just yeah. start there. <laughs> start yes. there, you know, with it, yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, because yeah. it's, it's just the, 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 the little things. And I've been doing this with my kids for years that, you know, leave the place better than you found it. You know, just you yes. know, when you go in and you talk to the waiter, or you talk to the shopkeeper, or you talk to the attendant where, where just leave them with a smile, you know, just start there. Yeah. And yeah. and if everybody does that, I mean, I'm not going to do it. The rest of you have to do it, but <laughs> you know. But it, but you know, you start there, and it's just the, the you know the, the that's the reason for my positive. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you just and and don't be the don't be the the. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah. Thank you. Not that. 
Right. Be yourself. Right. Even if you even if it's only one word. Um, a phenomenal comedian, yes. uh, Doug Stanhope. Um, ah. <laughs> yeah. I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, uh, he's he's incredibly irreverent yes. and an incredibly funny person. Yes, yes. So his thing was, and uh, he was in some store where it just didn't apply at all, and his line was, um, "and hold the onions." And it was just perfect <laughs> because it, you know, it, it cracked up the the shopkeeper, and it cracked up, you know, his mother was yeah. with him at the time, and yeah. and that was. Are the, you still in touch with him, Patrick? And I'm not in touch with him at all. No, I, I hope to be. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I just yeah. finished his book, and I. Uh, his his uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love I've loved his stand up from the first word he uttered. You know, yeah. I just yeah yeah incredible incredible. He's but hilarious. but that's the that's the uh, again uh, w- with in 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 blackguards too. We have that we have that very silly very uh, very uh, Chad's got that very quick dry wit. Eric's got mm. the the same, but he's he's got that little dad humor thing going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and and it really is. It gets very silly very quickly, but it's very uh, refreshing because it's not it's not regurgitated jokes. Yeah, you, you know what yeah. I mean. It's not the same. Yeah. J- just yeah. stuff over and over and over and over. So so we're we're and 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 the fact that we're we're able to uh, to communicate you know quickly and 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 sometimes not so quickly. Yeah. But. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 make it interesting. You know, we've mm-hmm. been doing this like with as this is this is our eighty fourth episode of doing wow. this thing, and we're just I, it just it blows my mind. I wasn't you know I don't do anything eighty four times, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, it's wonderful though. What yeah. a fantastic opportunity! I mean, when would you ever sit around like this and have a discussion exactly. about anything? About right. anything. And, yeah. and and I looked at all the topics that you've had going backwards, and it's so necessary to, to create these outlets for expression. You know, like I said, we're all feeling so much shit right now, and no one's really being real about anything. Yeah. And and, and it, it definitely puts people in a kind of an altered state of consciousness, you know, where you're just kind of going through the motions and not really being real. And, you know, everyone's story, I feel, and, 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 and not to rewind the tape a tad, but back when I was really struggling deeply at my worst, um, there were a few people in my life that, thank God, were sprinkled into my reality that were incredibly inspirational beings to me. And and they never knew it. I mean, they had no idea the profound impact that their presence in my life made. And it wasn't until years later when I'd gone through recovery and, and was in a whole different frame of mind that I could really connect with them and say, you know, you were such a huge force for good in my life. And thank you for being you, you know, thank you for being such an authentic, kind, compassionate person. You have no idea what it meant to me at that time, you know? Um, And so all of us, you guys, me, you know, we all have an imperative to just be our story, tell our story, be real, authentic, 
kind people because you just never know. You could be the inspiration that is getting someone out of bed every day. I mean, I know for sure, Patrick, that there are so many people that you are such a blessing to their lives and have been for so many years. You've had such an incredibly kind heart, such a good soul. And I just applaud you for it. You're very sweet. I have this opportunity to tell you that. You're very sweet. That's very nice to say. I have to say, too, and and I I don't want to kick myself if I didn't. But I I, I also think that you uh, when you and Rick got together. Yeah. So so uh, so uh, Cindy's partner, Rick uh, Valdez, uh, we were talking about before the cameras, before we wired everything up today, where Rick's just just not not just an amazing drummer. So for Mm -hmm. for uh, for all the people that know us from the Richmond Avenue days and the Richmond Strip days, uh, Rick was uh, the drummer for Rat Ranch for. Two thousand years, eight thousand years, uh, yeah. some, some, I think sixteen. Yeah, wow. massive. And he years. was just, just uh, the, 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 the great thing about Rat Ranch was I, I said that they were the best cover band on the strip, just hands down. And yeah. uh, and, and we saw them all. I mean, and, yeah. and of course, wow. Cindy, you That's booked true. them. You booked them, so you saw how popular, right? Yeah. But the yeah. nice thing about Rat Ranch was they weren't. A, uh, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they weren't, they, they weren't the, 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 you know, the band that was just too loud and too late and too obnoxious yes. and too useless yeah. and too blah, 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 on and yeah. on. But the thing about it was they were so, you know, with and, and, and Richie, the sound guy and, you know, uh, you know, Dave Stimson and, uh, Kent Newman, yeah. of course, and Malcolm and, uh, you yeah. know, uh, they just, they, they, they were the easiest and the most approachable of all those bands. Right. Yeah. And then you and then Rick was the quiet one of, yeah. of the quiet band, you know, those those guys that never, you know, never yeah. you know, they they, they, they they like if I was in a well, I'm in a band. But if I was in a band <laughs> at, at at that time, I'd knock shit over and I'd, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Not not these guys. And then Rick is the Rick is the quiet yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they were all kind of quiet, but Rick, and, and I have to say, just yeah. not only an incredible drummer, just the, one of the, you know, one of the nicest, most soft spoken and, and yep. you talk about big heart and big, you know, yeah. so, so yeah. what a, w- what a delight, you know, when, when, when you yeah. two got together for, you know, cause, uh, you know, yeah. of course I knew and he's you. he's still, you know, he's not playing out anymore, but he's yeah. teaching now oh, and teaching other young kids, you know, with dreams of playing and um so he's teaching at a conservatory here in katie every weekend and sort of like planting the seed and in, in other young people to get out and play and and embrace music in their lives because there's so many great 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 reasons to if you have that talent and you have that desire uh to pursue that it's, yeah. it's such a great thing to to put into a child's life oh yeah yes you know indeed so uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm just, it, it, it's a delight to talk about something so dark and so, but so necessary. It's, it's such yes. a, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be on a window ledge to, 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 to need, need this. Yes, you know, you might just be gripping the steering wheel too tight, or you might just be speaking a little bit too loud or, you know, or th- this is, it's so necessary. And it's just, I think it's such a wonderful tool that you've given these people you know this 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 forum this this like you said the the you know and and these these links these 24 hour mm-hmm. a day mm-hmm. links where they can go and get help at any moment right and right. to take the stigma of 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 any kind of 
you know, weirdness away and put it, yeah. put it, you know, just, I, 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 it's invaluable. And it's, it's, again, it's, it speaks to your character too. It's just such a, such a wonderful gift, you know, for you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate that so much, you know, and I will, um, when we're done here, I will send you all the links that you can post when you, you know, do the podcast. Please. So people can Thank just- you. Click on those and and straight away you can be speaking with someone in real time that can help you kind of just calm yourself, center yourself, direct you to other resources. I mean, there's just a multitude of ways now to to get help. If you're just feeling like you just kind of, you know, getting off course like a lot to where you just fundamentally know that you 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 need some help. You this is things you can't get past on your own. Um, you know, and there's no shame in it. There's no judgment. Um, it's just an incredibly kind space where people who love and have history with these same issues can kind of embrace you and get you off in the right direction. Yeah, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful tool for such a crappy you know, moment in time. You know, it really. Yeah. What, yeah. A, what an oasis. But I. I I, I, I think it's incredible. And, and we, we have to have you back on again because of the, you know, because of the other thing that we cannot mention. Right. Right. I, 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 I did That's mention right. it. I did mention it when we had stuff wired up, but uh, it was before the thing and we're going to cut it out. But it, it's uh, right. we we must. So, yeah, I'd it, be happy to come back anytime. Just yeah. let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, there's yeah. anything I can contribute that might be helpful or meaningful, I will definitely do that. Yeah, well, definitely that that thing that we shall not mention. <laughs> that, that that has to happen. That has right. to happen. I'm so excited. Right. But this right. has been this has been tremendous. We're just we're we're so grateful to you. And, and and again, just our many years of friendship to 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 be able to just drop back in like this, like like it was yeah. you know like we were just you know just out in the patio at Outback. You know, just crazy. I know too. Yeah, just so crazy. But um, yeah, we just we we you know we thank you and everybody thanks you and we'll you know we'll have those links and. Uh, I, I I think it's a tremendous tremendous service that you're that you're, you're giving. Thank uh, you for giving me this outlet to kind of just talk. And um, you know, I do want to add very quickly about my book. It is currently under construction. It's unpublished at this moment. I'm doing some edits and stuff, and it will be updated and re-edited at the beginning of next year. Okay. Um, I actually released the book in March of 18, and it did very, very well. I mean, shortly before the end of last year, it was actually doing really well in Tokyo. I don't really, you know, it's it had a big splash in the United Kingdom, and then it was doing well in Tokyo, and everything was going really well, and then it all kind of crashed down with COVID. So I decided to take advantage of that opportunity to kind of unpublish it, do some small edits that I've been wanting to do. And so that's kind of what, you know, at this moment you can pre-order it and it w- the new edited version will be available January 1st of next year. Great. Cool. Wow. So awesome. I just wanted Beautiful. to add that, you know, if you go to Amazon, there's like one used uh copy of it that I think they're trying to sell for $32, <laughs> but you, you cannot buy my book right now. It's under it's it's in the garage getting a few small repairs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. You know, but you know, so but it will all be it. But suicide talks is very much alive. And at least once a week, I'm in there like updating all the most recent news, all the, the most recent links to resources so that you constantly know 
Um, uh, forums that are happening. There are digital represent, uh, presentations happening where people are talking about mental wellness. Um, I mean, obviously, this is just such an incredible situation. And uh, so I just appreciate you giving me this opportunity to kind of direct people to some to some resources that could be helpful. Yeah. And it's and uh, couldn't we couldn't come at a better time. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I know. Well, we'll definitely do it again. And I, I just. Yeah. And, and and thank you, Rick, for for uh, for running production over there. And, yeah, uh, I will tell him he's he's off. He's still having coffee. You know, it never ends. Good, good man, <laughs> good man. Well, we, yeah. Well, we so we have to have both of you over here so we can have coffee and we can. We don't even need to you have know, cameras on. We just need yeah, to come come out and hang out. That would out, be a so. great discussion. Yeah. We'll that's, do that. That, that. That's another one for the other. You know, for another time as well as the the Richmond Strip. That place yes. on its own. My God. Yeah. Not there's not just scars and there's there's, mm. there's well there's so many stories and uh, <laughs> so we we'll just we we'll just have to we we'll just have to re re uh, we just come up come up with aliases for everybody because we, I'm totally up for that. Yeah. Just let me know. Let's we'll, do it. We'll both get involved in that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much, and we can't wait thank to you see you in person. See you. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Same to you. Talk to you soon. Definitely. Thank you, Cindy. Bye, guys. Bye, Cindy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Boop. Wow. Heavy, heavy stuff. Heavy, heavy stuff to start heavy the stuff. day. Um, but worthwhile. Yeah. I think it might be good to really kind of push this one to, to share with as many people as we can. To definitely. Be like, hey, this is a tough subject, but it's definitely something to talk, time to talk about it, yeah. you know? We've been in this thing for fucking six months now, so yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and and I, I'm sure that you, you guys do the same thing. You go from gonna be great to oh, this fucking sucks. Yeah, to hey, it's gonna be okay. To oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's, I mean that's, and, and sometimes that quickly. Yeah, that you know, seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, there, there's no, there's no, we were, you know, there's no end to it. There's no. There's no okay. If we just make it to here, we're okay. It, it doesn't work. I, I think. I think that the biggest problem that we're having, and I'm speaking for you know the general population of the world, maybe, is that it's there's it's uncertain. Like you just said, is like there's no like. All right, we get to November first, we're done. You know, and you know they talk about you know oh there's a, there's a chance of a vaccine coming up, but there's no guarantee that that even is going to solve. Yeah, uh, the problem, problem right? yeah. you know, and and then and, and and the short term is like, what's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to the businesses that are still closed? What's going to happen to all the clubs that we play? And, and yeah, it's something we talk about every single week, you know, as well. So it's just the uncertainty of, you know, especially, you know, where they are, what, what they what those clubs are able to do and able to not do and restaurants and other businesses and stuff like that. So uncertainty is, I think, is the worst part of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do, 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 to 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 break to break the uh, the stream. Do, do you have a crown roll story for us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a crown royal story. Oh, Jesus Christ! That was something extremely different. Completely different. <laughs> yeah. The year was 1991. <laughs> so, back in my college days, I had sort of gotten into drinking whiskey once in a while, but I didn't really enjoy it. But I did it. You know, kind of a thing. And uh, our good friend Bob Mills, Bob from up north. Hey, Bob. That, that, hello, Bob. Oh, yeah. I haven't talked to you in a while, Bob. Hopefully you're doing well. I'll reach out this week and see what you're up to. Since our, we both share our birthday, actually. Our birthdays are September 16th. Coming up next We're the week. same exact age. And uh, 
I think we are. I think we're the same age. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. He looks oh, yeah, a lot younger. We are the same age. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, so I was in my senior year at Plymouth State College in New Hampshire, and Bob was going to Laconia Tech to get his uh, uh, degree in uh, electrical engine, electrical to be an electrician, basically. And you know, he started college a little bit late. His program was only two years, but he started a little bit late. Anyway, um, it was my spring break, my senior year, and I was so fucking broke. I had I had like six or seven dollars to last me the whole week. And Bob called me up and said, Hey, you're on spring break. I said, yeah. He's like, I'm not, but come down and hang out. I said, okay, nothing else going on. So I drove down to Laconia, just a half an hour away. And, uh, I stopped at the liquor, uh, at the, at the store and bought a six pack of beer. I figured I'd bring some beer. And so I bought a six pack of Budweiser pounders. Those are 16 ounce cans for you keeping track at home. And at that time in 91, they were like $3 and 60 cents for a six pack. I thought this is great. I got money left over to eat something, you know, for $4 or whatever I had left in my pocket. Get to Bob's house. And he's like, I have, um, I have this whiskey we can drink. And I'm like, great. What is it? He's like, it's called Jenkins. And at that time in New Hampshire, Jenkins was kind of the, the, the catch all. They made a whiskey. They made a rum. They made a vodka. I have, they I have a Jenkins Yeah, they made like like taco or whatever. I mean, like they, they 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 all they, yeah. they made everything. And it was like back then, it was probably six dollars a bottle, you know, for a, for a, for a whatever. And so we decided to let's we'll drink these six beers and we'll do shots of uh, whiskey in between and we'll talk and we'll listen to music. We'll hang out. We'll have fun. So we did that for for hours and hours and hours and hours. And then, you know, next you know, night we went to bed at whatever time, just completely fucking smashed and just on this really nasty whiskey. Wake up the next morning and Bob's like, oh, I got to go. I got to take a test. So he had to actually go to school and take a fucking oh, exam God. in something electrical related. And I was like, that sounds terrible. Jeez. And I had, of course, you know, we both had these like just pounding headaches. <laughs> and I was like, I got to go back. To, I got I to gotta get back to my, to, I was staying in the dorm, which was kind of during spring break you weren't supposed to because no one was supposed to be on campus. So I was like, I'm just going to sneak back into my dorm and just chill out. And uh, uh, I remember like getting in the car. I'm like, man, I'm still drunk, but I got to get home. And so I like, I need some water and I need some Tylenol or some headache stuff. So I pull over to the pet convenience store, get a little bottle. They actually had these like little mini milk jugs, plastic milk jugs of water. They would, the bottle water thing wasn't really a thing like it is now, you know? And that was like, I think 75 cents for that. And then they had like the little two pack of aspirin behind the counter for like another. So I'm like, okay, I still got money. So I can afford this. But then by then I was like, okay, I got like a dollar left or whatever. Get in the car, take the aspirin, take the water, start driving again. And all of a sudden stomach starts kind of churning a little bit. I'm like, this is not good. And then I was just, all of a sudden I was like, I rolled the window down while I'm driving, throw up out the window as I'm driving, quickly pull over because here comes round two. I le- leap across the seat. I had this little weird Toyota Tercel station wagon. Hit the emergency brake. Leap across the seat. Throw up again on the on the ground. And I look down, and the two aspirin are there on the ground. <laughs> they come up. They didn't come up in the first wave. So I fucking grabbed them and took them again and and drank the water. Like I, cause I had a headache. Like that's the only money I had was spent on these oh last two God. aspirin. You know, this oh. is how. This is, this is when you pour, you know, when you pour, you do shit like that. Yeah. Get back to my dorm room, grab a chair, like a plastic chair from the lobby, put it in the shower, 
sit in the shower, let the water cascade until the water ran cold. And this is for the entire dorms. I was in that shower for like two hours, just sitting there, just <laughs> water. He <laughs> used up everybody else's hot water. No, no one else is there because oh, it was spring break. Okay, okay. By myself. Yeah. So here's what the Crown Royal kicks in. Remember that, you know, me and Bob drank all night long, sick as a dog. And that's the one thing, you know, like if you go through, uh, and everybody has this, they go through a, a period in their life when they drink something and they say, I'm never drinking that again. Yeah. You know, for my friend Melissa, it was uh, peppermint schnapps. For somebody else, it's tequila. For so-and-so, it's rum. Or Alan Hill, it's rum. He can't drink rum anymore. Mm. That was in March of 91, okay? Christmas time, 1991. I'm back home, visiting my family back in Colbrook. That's where Bob lives. Bob's family lives there. Bob comes over for Christmas to hang out for a little bit. And what does he do? He brings me a bottle of Crown Royal. This is after I've sworn off I'm never drinking whiskey again because if I even think about it, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. I'm going to throw up. Okay. Bob's like, Merry Christmas. And he buys me a bottle of Crown Royal, which is a much better whiskey than Jenkins, Jenkins of course. And, <laughs> I love that. And my stomach is just like, even looking at the, the, the little velvet bag it comes in, my stomach is just going, maybe he'll just leave it and we can drink something else and I won't have to look at this bottle again. What does he do? He pulls it out of the, let's have a drink. <laughs> Got a couple of glasses, you know, we're in my parents' kitchen and we're just, it's Christmas time. We're hanging. I'm like, yeah, this will be great. Um, and so he, 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 you know, he, he, he breaks the seal and we pour a glass and it's cheers. <laughs> like all the emotions, you know, all the emotions and the emotions going through. Somehow I had managed to, I think I choked it down and then grabbed like a beer really quick and just like chased it. And it was just like, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. So, so that's the crown Royal story. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's like, it's like an O Henry thing. Like, you know, that like, this is going to destroy you. And then it appears. Yeah. And you have to accept Face that it. gift. And, yeah. and I don't want to hurt Bob's feelings. So <laughs> I believe that crown Royal sat in the cupboard for, for 20 I think minutes. until my parents moved out of that house, which was in 1994. Wow. So three years wow. later, I think it, I think it finally went with them or, or they gave it to somebody or something like that, but I never drank it again. I did start drinking whiskey, not on a full-time thing, um, but with Jesse, when I was playing with Jesse, you know, Jesse would drink a lot of bourbon. And so here comes a tray of shots for the band. So he didn't want to be rude. So I it managed to get it down, went through a period um, just a couple of years ago when I tried to be an adult. I'm like, I'll just drink bourbon drinks because those are what adults drink. And I just, just couldn't do it. Can't do it. Can't bourbon. Can't do it. Jameson. I'm okay with Tullamore do the Irish stuff. Yeah. I'm okay. But even then I don't even drink that very, very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. often. Hardly, hardly ever, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. It's just like growing up and making choices like, like, you know, like you did or, yeah. or like maybe Chad, you went through is a thing where like, I'm not ever drinking that again. And that was 91. And I didn't start drinking whiskey again until yeah. 2000 and fucking 12. Wow. That's a long 13. That's a long time to, yeah. to yeah. avoid, really avoid something. Wow. Yeah. No, I, for me, it was just learning how, how what quantities to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when you're young, I mean, you're like, fuck it. I'm, you know, I'm, in, I'm invincible or, or yeah. whatever. And right. It turns out that I was not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's going to name like Jenkins. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> you go to liquor stores in New Hampshire Jenkins. and it would just be like, 
Oh, wait, they make a triple sec. Oh, they make a vodka. They make it. Wait a minute. Yeah. They make a hand washing soap. How good can this be? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They make a floor wax. Yeah. Wait a minute. Anyway. This is a lubricant. Crown Royal. We're sexual. Um, Anyway. Yeah. A little bit lighter than. uh, Yeah. Than the. uh, We can make uh, We can make October Crown Royal. Yeah, you know, month. Um, yeah, so I mean, just well, that's, I've been meaning to ask you about that. I think it's three weeks now we've skipped over your story. That's okay. Uh, but no, um, this is mildly humorous. Yes. So by the time this airs, we'll be creeping up in your birthday. True. People will, you know, they'll yeah. ho- hopefully everybody will have seen our performance at uh, Sherwood. Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, excited. When about is that? that. That's a well, Sunday. Saturday? Sunday. It was this past Saturday. weekend. Yeah, last Saturday. Yeah, it already happened. Oh. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah. It's the day before my birthday. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we're creeping up. Creeping up on old Eric. 51, baby. 51? Right. Yeah, 51. Yeah. Wait, yeah. If, what year is this? You better be 51 because I'm 51. Yeah. 2020. Yeah, 51. Yeah. yeah. So you were essentially the same age. See, 50, you remember it because it's kind of a big deal. Right. And now it's like, yeah, that was yes. last year. And that yeah. was fun. I had a nice party. It was fun. Sorry, I didn't invite you guys. But, uh, it's okay. <laughs> you come to my party this year. Right. I'm not having we weren't. We weren't in the same band last. That's true. And now look how, look, look. Yeah. what a difference a year makes. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, yeah. Plenty, plenty to talk about. Um, so yeah, Sherwood, very, very, very fun. Uh, much, much, much fun was had, and uh, got some tips on the, got some performance tips. Nice, just nice, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, it's, you how know, to play a show? <laughs> yeah, but you know the, the 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 strange thing is, you know, I this can only come off one way as you know being kind of like a hippie, but my God, that that. Sherwood, the grounds of Sherwood has a, has a, has a real energy to it. You know, there was nobody there. You know, we, we you know, we played to, you know, 10 you know, staff. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say that place has such a great feel to it. I, I just, I've always loved it because every, you know, you go there and it's just mobbed, just yeah. rain or shine or, you know, mm-hmm. hot or cold or doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're just completely. He 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 doesn't know. He hasn't heard it. He's never played. Rain or shine, ain't harder to find. It over. Uh 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 uh. uh the song that we play called Rain or Shine. Today, today. Well, I heard it. Well, in my head, I'm I'm, I'm I, the whole thing is orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, you're a part. But, but the, there's it, it's mobbed all the time, and then we're out there, and it's not. But it was still such such. What a feeling to be in that in that. In that area, it just you know, it's beautiful, and it's, without the people there, there was no dust. You know, the, <laughs> no, so that was the that was the amazing thing to to me. It's just free, and you know, my asthma was not even you know a percentage of what it usually is. And then uh, uh, and solar rain, I thought they did an incredible job. That yeah, was fun. Just really, really, it's. You know, it's it's one thing to see the people with the the the, the lights or whatever, but see these people, you know, see them doing that with flames. That's uh, that's something else. Mm-hmm. That was tremendous. But yeah, it's just and really, the kid really. That, the kid that met us at the gate wearing the kilt, yeah, Zane. Yeah, 
very got a, definitely got a nice positive vibe from him. Oh yeah, Zane, Zane is awesome. Yeah, yeah. he's very very sweet and very nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just everything is taken care of. You know, they just the 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 drinks are there, the pizzas there, the 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 vegans. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that was nice. You know, yeah, they, yeah. But just you know, always, always, always going above and beyond, and just, just a you know, wonderful to wonderful to be back there. And uh, I know that next year, you know, Celtic Festival will be back on and be in full force, and we'll be. Uh, just I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait for you to see it. Yeah, I'm excited just at at at, it, at full oh, yeah. at full capacity because it's just it it is a tremendous vibe. Mm-hmm. It's such a and it's such a warm welcome and it's such an authentic. Uh, these people, these people are there for music. That's it. Yeah, like he was telling you, like that. It's that last set, the closing set that we play there. Mm. That's it's, it's just what, what was the word you used? Mayhem, hedonism, whatever. I would never use that word. The the can't even spell it. by that point, everybody's pretty well, you know, loosened up. Yeah. And they're depressed up against the, the front of the stage, and they're just totally into it. And it's at that at that space. Could we could we yes. have played that. We had played yeah. that pirate ship, and then we had played that other yeah. weird stage back in uh, March, yeah, February, yeah, March. Yeah, that. that was in the yeah. t- the campground. So yeah. this is um, yeah. So right, that's very same stage we were on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just yeah, that'd be fun. I'd like to do that sometime. And the fire dancers will be on either side of the stage doing Thanks. their thing. Yeah, and for those who don't know Sherwood. Forest is uh, it's uh, for most of the time it's a Renaissance festival. Yes, and they do a Celtic music festival in September, mm-hmm. and this year obviously I had to do it virtually, and so hopefully you all got the 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 memo where to go and you know how to watch it and whatever. But that that, that organization out there, Zane and um, and George, all the crew out there, everybody does such an amazing job in pulling this together and just really keeping the, the grounds, the grounds are so well kept and the, the vendors are, everybody's friendly and it's just, it's, you know, there's other, there's other festivals in, here in Texas and they're just, they seem to be just so corporate and so money grabbing. It's not, you know, this is, this is the, uh, the, what the, what, really the only one I've been to mm-hmm. that where, where it's just been, Every everybody from Florida sitting is just a, you know as nice as you can get. Yeah. So yeah, it was good to be back there, and and we you know we're in the mixing process now of the of the record. So All right on. So yeah, this stuff is getting stuff is getting uh, very close. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if you feel so inclined, have a look at our website and see if there's anything uh, new popping up there, and we'll be uh, you know hopefully showing some clips. For some of the, the 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 tracks that we're that we're mixing, and uh, put some of those up and kind of keep you posted and see, see take you along on this 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 long journey with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the beginning, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Better wrap. Tis indeed. I think so. Eighty four out the door. Wow. Thank you for listening. <laughs> all right. See y'all next Hopefully week. See you soon. All right. Cheers. Mm.